0: We're in the middle of this series at the moment called sort of Wisdom and Faith and City Living. It's based on this letter that Paul the Apostle wrote to the church in Corinth, which is in southern Greece, not too far from Athens. And this new church in, in what was quite a vibrant and uh, a, little bit, a little bit wild city. Lots going on. Uh, and, and this church, Paul was, had been there for, uh, for 18 months, sharing about Jesus and the number of people came to believe in Jesus and came to faith. And and there was a church where it talked about there being a large number of them when he moved on and and went over to Ephesus and Western Turkey. And, And this church were left to, you know, there were leaders appointed. They were left to do their thing. And um, a lot of things that they were getting going really well with, and a lot of things that they weren't going so well with. And that was why Paul was like writing this letter and saying, "Like, hey guys, I'm hearing some things. Let me give you some guidance." And one of the things that we uh, Jacinda taught on uh, did a brilliant job last weekend. Taught on was uh, this whole thing of the spiritual gifts in the church and spiritual gifts in general, and um, and how they were. There was some good news in there because they, the church loved these gifts and they were chasing after them. They're going, like, what? You mean God wants to use me in, in, a, in a supernaturally powerful way? And there was, they were seeing miracles. They were seeing healings, the, uh, the gifts of revelation, prophecy, uh, wisdom. Um, all of these things were happening. But then Paul came in and said, but, hey, you know, like, when you guys are getting together, I'm hearing it's a bit out of control. It's a bit wild, and you know, you know, you've heard about these Corinthians over these last few weeks. You know, they were they were kind of go-getters. They were kind of very, um, very proud um, in a perhaps not so good way, and they were going like, "Hey, and we've got the spiritual power," and they were going like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be better at you that, at, than these things." It almost has that sort of feel about it, and so that when they were coming together in the church, um, it's like like I've got a a prophecy that I'm going to share. God's spoken to me for the whole church and people are just like shouting it out, which is a great thing right up until someone else is shouting out at the same time thinking that their prophetic word was better than your prophetic word. And so, and it's like almost like this thing going on where, you know, and then someone else jumping up and it's all this like chaos. And if you just imagine if we had, you know, Brian at the back there shouting out a prophetic word, and Mike over here shouting out a prophetic word, and I'm up the front. I've got the microphone, so mine will be the loudest one. Um, but everyone's, and you're going like, which one do I listen to it? You know, like, and, and like, what's going on? It's just, and everyone's just, it's all just chaos. So that was the, that was the, the a big part of what Paul was um, writing to them about. So what I'm going to do this morning is almost like from Jacinda teaching on it last week this is almost like part 2 of this and her message was called naturally supernatural and just going to bring a little bit of clarity so what is what does this look like when it comes to coast vineyard with these whole things of the uh, of the spiritual gifts so so exciting challenges for the church back then as it is for us today how do we how do how does this whole thing work and look if you're if you're new to faith or you're just coming along to church and exploring faith, it may be something, this whole thing of spiritual gifts. What, what's that all about? Let me give you a, a whiz through that real, real quick. The Bible talks at different times, um, at about, it's maybe about like 25 different spiritual gifts. Some people say there's more different lists in different places in, in Corinthians, we get a, a list and, uh, these are things that have been given by the Holy Spirit. What can be a little bit confusing is that there's these two types of gifts. And it's important to know this when you read through these things because it, it is super important, and I'll explain that a little bit later. Because some of these gifts, the one type is gifts that are actually tied in with who you are, your personality type, your experience, what, you're, what you've learnt to be good at, what you love doing, those are gifts that are tied into that. Things like it talks about gifts of helping, gifts of administration. How many people here know that they are not administrators? Okay, so it's like, so hospitality, apostleship, evangelism, leadership, these are things that are tied into the way that you're wired you've and you've grown and you've learned those things. Now, now, the Holy Spirit can enhance those in a, in a particular you know, for a particular occasion. But primarily they're talked about as these things that you've been given because God gives everything. God's the giver of all things. But the are things that are given that are tied into who we are. You know, actually our personality type, our, our experience and uh, things there. And then there's some other spiritual gifts which are very much all about the moment. that, And God supernaturally empowers you in the moment to do something that you could not do on your own, you cannot do naturally. What would be some examples of those? Uh, hang on, you're thinking. I've just been asked a question. I thought I was just going to sit here and listen the whole morning. Um, well, healing, healing. Of you know, healing. It's like you know, you you, you don't come in with a, a bag full of healing. You know, it's uh, it just happens. Like things like the uh, the gifts of revelation, like like. Prophecy or a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. Um, the, um, the the spiritual gift of tongues is, is an interesting one because it always needs to be tied into, a, if it's going to be used in the corporate setting here, church together setting, then it says that, well, it's important that there's an interpretation. So there's the gift of interpreting a um, a, a tongue. The discernment of spirits. Those kind of things—they're given in a moment, and like I say, the Holy Spirit enabling you to do something that you can't naturally do. Let me give you a great example of this in the Scripture. Um, Peter, uh, very soon after Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on them, it doesn't say it's the next day; it just says a day, on another day. And uh, Peter is going up to the temple with his crew, and they are passing, or they're going into the temple in Jerusalem through the gate called Beautiful and it talks about a crippled man that was there now it says that this man was lame from birth so it's a man lame from birth been there years and years and it says that they take, took him there every day These people took him there every day to, um, because the only way that he could uh, have any uh, income to support himself was through the generosity of people and so you go where the people are to ask for money so Peter must have passed this guy just day after day after day after day after day. Peter, that was his home. It was, was where he was living at that point. And, uh, but then on this particular day, he, when he walked past the beggar, he looked at him and, and, and he stopped. And it says the beggar was expectant that he's going to get some money. And Peter says, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. But like he'd passed this guy day after day after day. So a lot of people think, you know, like I was saying that, that with this whole thing, it's so important to discern these two types of gifts. Because like, like the gifts of administration, it's tied into who you are, and you kind of have that. But these other gifts, like healing, you don't actually have it in your If Peter had had that gift if, in like the way some people think. You've either got it or you haven't. He would have healed the guy ages ago. It was just that that gift was a supernaturally given empowering for that moment right then and there. Okay? So it's just important to get that that difference there. And when we read these through the Bible about these spiritual gifts, it's important to sort of think like, is it one of those or is it one of those? All right. So again, like I said earlier, in 1 Corinthians 14, we read that when the church was getting together, it was a little bit chaotic with these gifts that were given in the moment. People were going like, oh, God's, God's given me something for the whole church. And it was almost like, stop the bus. I'm giving it right here and now. And too bad if it was, you know, if it was in the middle of the, um, the message or, um, or if it was more that there was like more than one people giving this at, at one time. Just can I just say how cool was that uh, that prayer that was prayed just at the end of worship, just you know over over this way, here? It was like, I mean that that was like you know the whole point that Paul is talking about with these gifts is that things are done in order, and it was like it just it just you could feel it' just lifted people's hearts towards God. it was just a cool thing. So Paul's bringing this advice, and he's mainly bringing it. When I say that there's these gifts, there's these gifts of discernment of spirits, or there's um, tongues, there's healing, there's miraculous powers that talks about spiritual gifts. Um, he's talking more in First Corinthians, which is the book we're working through, about these gifts of revelation, where God gives something to us, reveals something to us for the benefit of others. Okay? So that's, so when it, and I was kind of, I find it quite helpful to to talk about these gifts of revelation. It's when God reveals something to someone, to us, because he wants to bring something good to someone else. So it might be a word of, talks about the gift of wisdom, talks about the gift of knowledge, talks about the gift of prophecy, um, discernment of spirits, tongues, interpretation of of tongues. So like I say, Jacinda did a great job of unpacking those whole two chapters, uh, chapter 12 and Chapter 14 last week. Let me just summarize those real quick, because I want to race through this, and then we're just going to spend some time to see what God has to say to us. Okay, so that's um, that's where we're going. But here's the punchlines as I see it from those two chapters that Paul. Okay, and we're going to they're going to go up on the screen here. The first one he's saying is, be eager for the gifts of the Spirit. Be eager for them. Go after them. Be keen. Be yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be Get excited about these things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chase after having God use me in this way with this supernatural ability that He will just supernaturally give me some information for someone. Um, But it says, "Be eager for them." Which kind of means you've got to step into it. You know, remember very early on in my um, uh, my experience with the Vineyard churches back in the in the '90s. I remember. Um, John Wimber, who was the founder of the Vineyard Movement, was teaching about uh, the prophetic, and he was talking about how he was on a plane one time, and he just looked across at uh, at someone that was sitting across uh, from him, and uh, and as he was looking, he saw this like word adultery across this guy's forehead. But I'm listening, I'm listening to John Wimber tell the story. I'm thinking like, man, I wish that had happened to me. I mean, I I can read, you know, I can. I, I can read, it's like this, it's kind of you know, helpful when things like that happen. But, um, but it's not often you know, like that. But what why I share that is that John Wimble was someone that spent his life chasing after what God would have in terms of God using him to bring a, be a blessing for other people. So be eager for the gifts of the Spirit. Make the goal of using the gifts to build up the church. That's the goal. Okay. When we gather together, expect God to use you, me, to speak to others. When we get together, expect Him to speak to us for others. Sometimes it's very easy for us to come to church with no expectation that God's going to use us. Fourth thing: do things in an orderly way. And the last thing Paul talks about: Paul says, "Eagerly desire the greater gifts." And the greater gifts aren't the miracles. The greater gifts aren't healing. The greater gifts, well, he says the top one is prophecy because it builds the church. It builds the church. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about this this morning and then we're going to get into it. All right. Let's just pray and invite the Spirit of God. God, we're so grateful that you're here with us. We're so grateful that as we open our hearts in song and in prayer to you that you... You come and you meet with us. That we get to experience your presence, your love. We're grateful that uh, that you're a God that speaks, God. We're grateful that that in your in your wonderful wisdom, with creating us human beings, placing them on this earth, that part of that mix is that that you want to give us this supernatural ability to to tap into to what you're wanting to achieve and what you're wanting to do on earth. It's a wonderful thing. So God, give us open hearts and, and minds to hear uh, what you would have for us this morning. And I do pray to God that you would plant in our hearts a, uh, a growing desire to, to see more of these things operating in our own lives, God, so that we can be a blessing and we can be able to bring your goodness into the lives of other people. Amen. Okay, so just a little bit of teaching on, I'll probably aim more on prophecy this morning because that is one of the, you know, as Paul says, this is one of the the biggies. Just a little bit of teaching on that and then we're going to have a bit of a time and we'll see what God wants to say um, to us. All right, so um, what are the gifts for? Just going to go through a a few questions. That's for building the church. Okay, so who are the gifts for? Everyone. And listen to this. There's a few scriptures here that we, um, in First Corinthians 4, when Paul's teaching the church, says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecies. Talking to everyone. Everyone eagerly desire this thing. In verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. Every one of you. Verse 39, therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Like, Paul's not going to say go after these things if he's if he was... Meaning, well, just, but I'm only going to give it to a few of you. There's only a few of you that are going to have this gift. It's for everyone. We all get to 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 step into this and, and to grow into this. So it's for it's for you. It's for me. It's for the shy and the bold, for the introvert and the extrovert. Okay, it's for everyone. Another question here: Do you own a gift? Well, I think I've talked about that a little bit uh, more because in in First Corinthians 12, it does talk about. Um, some are apostles, some are prophets, some are um, and it, it talks about uh, it talks about that at times and you think like well maybe maybe it is that you actually have it or you don 't have it um, but it 's important to understand that the dynamic of what 's happening here is that when the Bible refers to someone as as a healer or as a prophet, what we what we 're seeing there is that there are it's that person has just journeyed in learning how to recognise when God is wanting to use them. They've recognised and they've grown in the ability to hear from God and so they start to people start to recognise that they, they have a, a greater consistency in hearing from God that's that's accurate, that's that's powerful, that has authority. And so people start to go like, oh, they're, they're like a, they call them like a, they're a prophet. But it's more like they've got, they seem to hear from God more often than not. I'm going to throw a picture up a little bit later that might, uh, might help with that. So they still don't possess that ability. They still have to hear from God in the moment. They've just learned and grown in hearing their ability to hear from God. Does that make sense? You with me? Okay. Here's another good question when it comes to this whole thing. Why, why chase after this thing? Why chase after this thing of, the, um, of of these spiritual gifts? Because I know that when we talk about uh, one of the things that gets, to, uh, this phrase that gets used a lot in the vineyard is that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And um, a lot of people think that we can't spell in the vineyard. But... Uh, it's, um, it's just that any time that you need to exercise faith, it takes a bit of risk. It takes a bit of like, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, but I'm going to step out. So then you think, well, gosh, if, so, if I'm going like, to choose to grow in these spiritual gifts, that means I'm going to have to take some risks. And like, that, why would I do that? That sounds like, you know, sounds scary. sounds maybe, you know, something might happen and I might get embarrassed. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Let me give you some good, three good reasons. Because it's for the good of others. And that's what love does. We do things for the good of others. Second reason is that it's in obedience to God. Is that, I don't know if, I know that for me, I know that a number of others have had an experience where they've just like felt like in a moment, they feel like, oh my goodness, I just feel like God's asking me to go and pray for this person or he's asking me to go and say this and it's like, so if you don't, it's kind of like, well, you know, if God's asking, you should say yes. And let me give you another reason here. It's like, do it for the adventure. Oh my goodness, it's like, it's the most, it's one of the best times in life is that when you know that, that the creator of the universe has used you to, to bless someone else in a way that is beyond the natural. It's with supernatural power. To change someone's life for the good. Yeah. Well that's hopefully that gets you a little bit excited. Another question about this thing, like what if I get it wrong? What if I feel like God's saying something to me for someone else and, and, and what if what if I get it wrong? Here's here's the deal. In the old testament, when they talked about the prophets, they said that they had to be hundred percent right. Or oh, it was game over, all right. So um, they would just say that, and so, so that's like you'd want to be pretty sure because they would they would they would stone false prophets. But when the spirit was given after Jesus's um, you know resurrection, and the whole nature of God speaking to His people changed, and um, and Paul explains this a little, and he says it in 1 Corinthians 13, which I know is primarily the chapter about love, which we're going to look at next week, but towards the end there, he ties it into this, um, we get back into these, these spiritual gifts, and he says, um, when it comes to this whole thing of hearing from God, he says, we know in part, we hear in part, he's saying that there's, this, there's always this mix when it comes to the prophetic, there's always this mix of some of it is God speaking through us, and some of it is just us sort of not hearing clearly or tacking on a little bit at the, at the end. But he doesn't say it's a bad thing. He just says it's just the way it is. And um, he talks about it as it's like looking into a mirror. Now, if you look into a mirror, which I know some of you do a lot, and uh, I don't It's well, not in my notes. I don't know where that came from. The mirrors of today are actually pretty accurate reflection. I know that as I get older, I wish it wasn't, but um, it's a pretty accurate reflection. The mirrors back then, they were just like sort of metal that was sort of tried to polish up and try and get as flat as they can. And it's like if you got your frying pan out and you polished it up as best you could and you're sort of like, you know, that's, that's what he's talking about prophecy is like. You kind of get a picture of what God's saying, but it's not, it's not like completely accurate. And so... But the thing is, as we as we do this more, we learn more and more to recognise when God is speaking to us and how He speaks to us and what's going on when when it seems to be like, oh wow, that thing seemed to really be like God was like there. And and I've got this picture. It's a bit of an old picture. It's not that great a picture, but um, it's kind of it's a little bit helpful and it's a little bit low. But um, it's this thing. I'm going to get right up here. So when you start off on this thing, you might you might find that it's sort of simple prophecy, but there's a little bit of a little bit of God stuff in there, but kind of sometimes it gets a bit filled up with us putting things around the edges. But as we grow and move more into this area here of like gifting, there's just more of, I mean, and I'll tell you, if anyone gave me a, uh, and said like, hey, I feel like there's something from God, and it was in here, and there was this much of God and this much of them, I'd be stoked. I'd be stoked, you know, because it's like, there's, so... So simple is kind of like for everyone. Gifting is when it starts to get a bit more consistent. They've got these funny words down the bottom: their ministry and office. It's like they're just names, but it's just as you get further along there, it starts to it starts to be more authority that comes with the with the words. And, and then if you get right to that right hand side, it's kind of like Jesus just walked into the room. You know, that's what we, that sort of thing. So hopefully that's um, that's helpful. How do I grow in spiritual gifts? Because if you think, well, yeah, I'm keen, but what what do I do next? Let me just give you a few little pointers, and then we'll 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 kick into some some other things. First of all, it's like get keen, eagerly desire them. Just get keen, just like get excited about it. Second thing, pray, ask God for them. Ask God for them. Paul used to pray for um, the churches, and he here's a prayer that he prays for the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 1:17. I keep asking that. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. Just, just ask, just pray, and that's a great prayer. That's a prayer I've prayed my whole life. Pray it for myself, regularly pray it when I'm um, pray it for other people. Third thing is, is that you've got to take risks. You've got to take risks. It's hard to grow in prophetic words without giving a prophetic word, just the same as it's hard to become a good soccer player if you never kick the ball. You know, FIFA PlayStation game is not the same as playing soccer. Sorry to say. Okay, you've actually got to kick a ball. So take risks. Here's that, here's some things that might help you. So when we get together in your home group or church, on a, it's, it's like pray ahead of time. God, is there something that you want to give me for someone? And I was praying that this morning, you know, just, just that thing. Um, and then you've got to actually, you know, share it with the person and it's not like it's like, stand here, my son. Thus saith the Lord. You know, so we we don't do that. We don't do that anymore. Um we just say, like, hey, um just was was praying I just like, feel like this might have been something that God has got for you. And just just share it. And um and you just gotta share it and not be too worried about what is helpful, you know. It's more than okay to say like, is that does that mean anything to you? And if you're the person that's receiving it, be honest, because you need them to, to grow. If it doesn't mean anything to you, just say. You know, just, it's all good. You're not worried about hurting their feelings. Just be, be nice. Um, this whole thing of like taking risks and stepping into it is that as the Bible talks about, in Romans 12, verse 6, it says, If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. So that's a, that's quite helpful for us. Is that with this thing, use your. Do this whole thing of of the you know sharing what God has given you for others in proportion to your faith. What does that mean? Well, if you've never done that before and you're thinking like, I might just give this a crack, um, it may not be the best time to do it in a big conference. You know, it may not be the best time to even do it here. It may be best to start off just talking with a friend it may be best just to do it in your in your um life group but um but what happens is that if you do share something with someone and they go oh my goodness that is just exactly what's happening in my life this is so encouraging to me you go like what's just having your faith just grown and the more you do that and the more you do that in um and you step into that the more your faith grows So, it's just prophesying according to your faith. And look, if someone was like, had never prophesied before, and you just felt this burning thing, like, I've got something to share for the church right here and today, well, that's, you've got faith for it. That's fine. Okay. Um, So, how do we grow? Get keen, pray for them, take risks. Um, There's another thing here that might be helpful too when you're sharing things. there's, There's often three parts to prophecy. There's there's the revelation, there's the interpretation, and then there's the application. Don't think that you need to get all of them. If you get one of those bits or just two or whatever, just share what you get, okay? Sometimes you feel like you've got to, you know, you might get a picture of a, of a thing. And and um, and you and it might be quite unusual, and you might think, but then you think, oh, gosh, if I just share that, I'll just seem silly. But... Um, you feel like oh, I've got to like interpret it for them and then you sort of start to like try and make it up yourself and then you think, Oh, and this probably means that you've got to um move to Hamilton. I don't know. Get get some counsel if that ever happened though. Eh? That's um <laughs> that um Oh I'm just sorry, It's just very very naughty things. Um very I've got a very weird sense of humor, so I'll just keep that so keep that in there. Um Hamilton's a lovely place. Did anyone hear from Hamilton? (laughs) And the last thing with this thing of growing in the spiritual gifts, it's so important to stay humble. There's just so many, you know, it's just, this is not about like, whoa, God used me. It's like, whoa, chest puffs out a little bit more, and whoa, you know. I actually think I am the man. It's like, you're not the man. You're nothing, you know. It's just, um, you don't think that you're awesome because God uses you, you're awesome because God loves you. And he's awesome because he gives you whatever it is that is going to be a blessing to someone else. Because he uses you to show your love to others. That's all it is. Eh? I, it's a funny thing. I love this thing of the, the gift of wisdom because the Bible says, especially in James, it talks, and says, just pray. If you haven't got wisdom, pray for wisdom. So I have thought like, man, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do that. And there'll be times when I'll be praying about something. Say, God, give me wisdom. And all of a sudden, you get this like brilliant insight into something and, you just, and I sit there for about a couple of minutes thinking man oh, I'm smart <laughs> and I'm oh no hang on <laughs> that's right that's right I prayed and like, yeah, I'm not that smart so um, last thing receiving prophecy again if someone if, if we're encouraging people to give then obviously you're giving pr- prophecy to people and um, what do you do with that um, you, it, again Paul says in more than one place he says um, don't treat prophecy with contempt and remember that picture that was up there? It's like if someone's just starting off on this thing and they share something and it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know, like on the way home this week, you're going to turn into a frog. You know, you think like, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm just being silly on purpose, but if someone shares something that you kind of think, oh, that doesn't feel like God at all, it's like, don't treat prophecy with contempt. Because the next thing that Paul talks about is that you, you know, we've got a responsibility to, to weigh prophecy, to, 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 to use our own discernment and judgment around, around this whole thing. So First you know, Thessalonians 5 says, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. So don't, treat, so don't think, oh, prophecy is just a load of bumpkin just because someone may have shed something and they're just on very early stages and it might have been right off the mark. Um, just continue to have a soft heart towards what God may uh, may give to you. Be merciful towards people that will share, not not too opinionated. We're all growing in this thing. As we said, we all share this mix of, you know, our words and God's words, okay? So let's just be merciful towards each other. But it does talk about weighing prophecy. And um, I'm going to play a little video clip too, just, just to have a little bit of fun, okay? And then we're going to, you know, spend some time hearing from God. Um, and um, like I say, I just... I like having fun with you guys. So this is from a movie called Leap of Faith, which is actually quite a profound movie, but it's about a um, a dodgy traveling revivalist in the States, and um, and he has people... Um, wow. It's Jonas Nightingale, and what he does, like he's dodgy as and um, he has people... As people are arriving to his his revival meetings, he has people going and talking to them and finding out information about them ahead of time, and uh, and this is what happens. Eh? So this is just like I say, it's just a little bit of fun, and then we'll relax.
1: cherry Hat, Section Four, Row F. Yes, sir,
0: in the brown jacket. I feel a burden you're carrying. Who? who me? Yes, sir. Now stand up and tell me if I'm hearing the Lord right. You're having a problem with your neighbor, am I right? I sure am. Building a fence gonna harm your kids, right? Yes. Sir. Well the Lord tells me Amazing. the best. Amazing enemy is you make them your friend. You talk to them and serve them up your best fried chicken. Because yours is the best in the county, ain't it, ma'am?
2: You know it is! Well, well, I'd love to give me some of that. Now come on and thank the Lord for his saving Section five, Row A is the glitter jeans. Remember
3: glitter jeans?
0: Sister suffering deeply you're worried about your little girl aren't you yes reverend stand up darling the lord tells me that a strike unto any of his children is like a strike unto him
4: lord i hear you please forgive me well jesus forgives you now say hallelujah
3: <laughs> fishing camp section four bro
2: you sir Come up on stage and be cured of your gambling. That's incredible. Section one, Pink Moo She lost her job at the mill.
0: And you, man, in the nice pink dress, oh. receive the Lord and you will find another job. Section three, first row, the white
2: shirt, back problem.
0: And you, sir, believe in the Lord and cure your backache.
2: Same section, yellow shirt, hearing
0: problem. And you, sir, in the yellow shirt, come on. All right, up on stage. so I just want you to know I've got no earpieces. But I did like that movie today that was like... It was kind of like... <laughs> so, um, so maybe we did need a little bit more of that. But, like, it's... Why that's a profound movie is that something quite profound happens in the... Uh, you know, towards the end of that, it's, uh, it's great. But, but, look, like I said, I just wanted to have a little bit of fun. But he, the, the reality is, is that we've got a responsibility when people give us prophetic words to use wisdom. And if people share things with us... Um, you know the bible you know it it just says all the time, just be wise um, and one of the ways that we can be wise with this thing is to get uh, get counsel from from wise Christians people that we trust is to um, to look into uh the scriptures to see if it aligns with our you know our scriptures and um and and uh the other thing too is that um is to the, Basically, the counsel of the Holy Spirit for us is, does it does it sit well? And if something just doesn't sit well, you're very, you've got permission to go like, I'm just going to put that to one side and park that. So, so that, is, that is so, so important that both in the giving, we've got responsibilities as we give words, and we've also got responsibilities as we receive words. And if we, you know, if we do this well, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And again, the punchline is is that love is the highest goal with this whole thing. Okay, love is the highest goal. All right, what I've um, what I've done uh, just uh, yesterday is I sent an email out to um, just a few folk um, in uh, in the church that um, that as I've got to know them, I've recognised that. Um, you know, that from time to time that they hear from God in a way that really is helpful to other people. And I've just been saying like, why don't you just pray over the over the day yesterday and as you arrived this morning. And um, and I'm just going to, th- and look, please don't hear that they're any special or any, you know, than, than anyone else. It's just that I thought that if we're going to, you know, have a time where we, you know, model what this looks like, I wanted to have people that, at least for me, I know that um, there's a you know a bit of a track record you know there with that. So does that sound all right? Makes sense. Okay. So if there's any of those people here, like i just just why don't you just come on up and I'll give you the microphone and just share what you feel God's given to you. And um, and I've also. Just so you know, too, that God does speak to men as well, okay? It's <laughs> like, so maybe not this weekend, but uh... yeah, Jono, yeah, represent, Woo! <laughs> Um And I've also said to them that I may interrupt them and just ask them how that, uh, you know, how they felt like God spoke to them, just because it's helpful for us to, to learn, especially if we're growing. You haven't, you're coming back, aren't you, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. so Susie got up here first, so I'll uh, hand over to you.
5: I, um, I was uh, talking to Craig and Julia about their amazing dog, Nellie. Um, I don't know if you've seen Nellie, the work dog. And I was saying, you know what? Nellie is just like the Holy Spirit. Um, I said, there's something amazing about Nellie that allows for Libby to be calmer, for Libby to walk through life and know that she's not alone, and Julia was saying, you know what Nellie does? She allows Julia to enter into rooms and to go places because Nellie goes first. And, and I said, oh, this is so like the Holy Spirit in our life. You know, there's, there's a real metaphor there. And um, it was prior to that I had been praying for anxiety and for fear. And the word anxiety and fear was just, just sitting there and I was saying, you know, for those of us, that fear to step into places, we've got to know that we have a Nelly, that we have the Holy Spirit who actually goes into those places before us and walks before us and allows us to go places that we fear to go. So the first of the words that I had was around for those that are fearing to step and fearing to go and, and know that anxiety is something that they walk with, I pray that you know that you have a Nelly that you have a Holy Spirit that has gone before and allows you to walk into places that are too hard for you to go. Um, and then the other word comes around um, the film Dunkirk that I saw on Friday night. Wow, good film. But um, the word that I had this morning was, the enemy hasn't, isn't going to have the last word. And so let me unpack that for you. Um, for Dunkirk, this incredible um, uh, evacuation and rescue of, of 400,000 soldiers off the beaches um, when the enemy was surrounding them. And the German army were um, adamant that they were going to annihilate the British. Um, but in this week of, of rescuing these men, um, a call went out across the churches of England. And on the Sunday um, of the evacuation, the churches overflowed. And there were so many people that stood and prayed um, and, and stood in the breach, knowing that, you know, the British were, were basically annihilated. The Germans had them surrounded. But something quite miraculous happened at Dunkirk because Hitler called a ceasefire and stopped his, um, his, his tanks from, from going any further. And there was this halt which allowed this moment in time for so many people to be rescued. And, I, and the word that I have is I want to stand there with you. You know, if you know that you, the enemy is just attacking you on every front, I'm going to be the person that stands with you and says the enemy isn't going to have the last word um, and that I will stand with you for your rescue. And, and I want to stand in that place. I want to stand on that Sunday and rescue you off the beach and stand in prayer for you and say the enemy doesn't have the last word. There's something quite miraculous for you.
0: This is Rachel.
2: Hi, I'm Rachel. Um, So I got uh, this message from Matt, and um, so I just prayed and asked the Lord who, particularly this morning, He might like to um, speak to. And the first face I um, I really felt just came to mind was Julie. Um, And from from what Matt said about you know um, giving a word, you've got to be careful that you don't add your own stuff to it. So. What I want to say is fairly simple and fairly straightforward, and it was a scripture that I felt that God said, um, and the part that, that I, I felt he wanted to add to it was that I, felt, I feel like there's a, possibly a decision that you need to make, and um, the Lord said, uh, it's, it's a scripture that Matt used this morning, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, it's the first part that said, let me just get it right, so I don't, I wrote it down, not there, in here, follow the way of love was the scripture. And um, I felt like it was in relationship to a choice, like a fork in the road, and you had to choose a way, and I felt like God said, follow the way of love. So I don't know if that means anything for you in terms of where you're at or, or a decision you need to make, but that was one thing. I also had one other word, um, and is it Mike? Yeah, yeah, I was praying this morning um, while I was eating my eggs, and um, uh, I, I, um, I can't remember which way round it was, whether I, I felt your... Um, Saw your face or um, got the word first I can't remember which way But the song that came to me was Though none go with me, still I will follow And I felt like God um, has that for you this morning As an encouragement um, So yeah, I don't know if that, if that is anything But still I will follow Is a, a sense of solidity, solidity and, um, and, and grounding
0: So I think it's helpful the way that rachel just described that she's just praying and then it didn't So someone's face just popped into her mind it wasn't there before and uh and it can be as simple as that when god wants to use us to speak to people and it's again it's just this like she said both the that phrase and the um and mike's face you know sort of popped in together and um so and you know we'll you know we'll talk you know afterwards and to see if these things are um are helpful but that's just it's just as simple as that so all right. Um, all right, Trish.
3: Um, hi, I'm Trish, and um, I do it slightly differently, maybe. Um, I, When Matt sent me the um, email, I decided that I would fast so that I would hear from God. And he never spoke to me last night, and I'm thinking, oh, no, great, I'm on my own here. Um and then I get here, and then it's like he just hasn't stopped talking to me since I got here this morning. Um, so I don't eat until I've got the word. It's like I'm saying, God, you know, that's what I'd like you to do. He gave me two. Um, and I I don't like the RISK part of this, because um, when I think he gives me the person's name, I'm like, oh, gosh, what if I get this wrong? Um, But anyway, I'm going to say that these words can actually be for a number of people. I think they are. But die, I thought thought the uh, first word was for you. Uh, If I'm wrong, just shoot me later. Um, It's about the land laying fallow. And in the old days, where the the land had to lay fallow for a year. And in that year, um, it looked like nothing was growing. And it was completely barren. And um, in that time, the only thing that was allowed to go on the land was animals. And the animals were used to um, kind of churn up the ground and uh, fertilise it. So during that year, it seems like nothing's happening. And uh, that is this period of time. And I'm not being prophetic when I say a year. I just feel like God's saying, um, and for some other people too, actually. It's not just for dying. That they've gone through a period of time where it feels like nothing is happening. I'm um, like in this place where um, just there's nothing going on, and yet God is actually using things that seem quite uncomfortable and sometimes even a bit smelly uh, to actually make things come about. And you just have to wait that time. So um, if that, I hope that means something. Second one was really quite cute. Um, and quite funny. And again, if I've got it wrong, please tell me and shoot me later. It is actually, um, I think, for the young couple sitting next to Rebecca. Um, sorry, I don't know your names. You're new to the church. Yep, it is you with your lovely little girl. Um, but equally as much, I think this one's really important for some other people. Um, and it's funny, I'm wearing a scarf. I felt like God was saying that. Some people feel like they're a tassel on the end of a scarf, and that they're only there for decoration, and they don't serve a purpose, and they're kind of like hanging on the end of something, and it's okay, it looks good, it looks pretty, but I don't really have much of a purpose. And then I kind of said, okay, gone." so what is the point of a tassel? And then I found out that the point of a tassel originally, back in the Hebrew Bible, was that um, the Lord told Moses to put tassels on the scarf to remind them of the commandments that they'd made and that what those commandments were. So it, it was a really important purpose and that now we use them for decoration, but actually you are being served. You do have a purpose and that, um, yeah, maybe that's just about it. That you serve a purpose you, you're you not just sitting here God hasn't brought you into Coast Vineyard just to be pretty to be funky to be the young people you're not here just for that you have got a purpose and you need to find out what that purpose is
0: okay, okay we're doing alright okay God definitely hasn't put me here to be pretty but uh, well um, we'll keep moving on
6: Hi, I'm Annalise. Um, I just have a word for Colin and Tina. Um, Actually, you came to um, my attention a few weeks ago, and I just was saying to God, wow, I bet they're just like rocks, aren't they? They're faithful rocks. And um, he brought you to my attention again this morning. And um, again, I'm totally taking risk here, but I felt like um, he said that there is one of your children or someone in your family who you've been really praying about for many years, and um, maybe there's some brokenness in the family or something that's really broken your heart, and you've been really praying for this. Um, It might be one of your children. Um, I don't know if it's one of your, if you have a son, but I got that impression. Um, I might be wrong. But I just felt like God wanted to encourage you, that he has stored up all your prayers, he has heard them all, and you've been so faithful in praying for your children and for your grandchildren. Do you have grandchildren? Um, So I feel like he just wants to encourage you to keep praying and that your prayers have changed generation upon generation upon generation. And you might not actually see any of that come to fruition when you want to but to be encouraged because there are so many seeds that are starting to take root. And um, I feel he particularly wants to encourage you to keep praying for your grandchildren and even their children. So to cast your prayers really far because, um, and he said to me that um, your prayers are powerful and effective. Um, And so, yeah, you might not see the fruit, but boy, it is wild. Okay, (laughs)
4: Hey, I'm Jacinda. I'm going to be quick. Um, uh, so I didn't have anything before I came this morning, uh, but I noticed that Louie, who, who wears the headphones to help with hearing us, um, didn't have her headphones on earlier, and I was thinking, oh, no, they're not working. So I snuck around and asked Kieran if he'd be able to sort it out. But turns out they were OK. Um, and and fr- it was at that moment that I felt like God, he was actually just drawing my attention to the headphones, and, and here we have a couple of messages last week and this week all about, you know, pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit, grow and learning how to hear him so we can encourage others. Um, and I felt like his encouragement, I don't know if it was for any particular people or for a number of us, but all Louis has to do to hear good what's happening is to put her headphones on. And that's all we have to do is, is actually just orient ourselves And make that choice of just putting on our spiritual headphones. Because the one who's actually in control of the volume isn't Louie. It's Michael today. You know, so it's just that analogy of of we just make the choice of, like, pursuing him and trying to hear him as best we can and trust that he's going to turn up the volume so that we don't miss anything. That's all it is. Hi,
7: I'm Nikki, and... um, Matt, I'm actually up here speaking, so those who know me know I'm not a public speaker and I get very nervous, so I'll probably shake. The risk is very high. Um, thank you, Susie, for your word. I'll, I'll jump into that. Yeah. The Holy Spirit has gone before. So, um, my word is actually for Jessica Faulkner up there. And um, what actually happened is I went to bed as I was going cleaning my teeth last night and I was going, Oh, many Kind of worked through the day. Is there any words for anyone? And no one came to mind. And um, I was just getting clean my teeth and going. Oh, I wonder if it old men dream dreams or do they have prophecy? And you know, just passing through my mind anyway. I went to bed, went to sleep, and I had a dream. And um, the dream is a bit unusual, but I'll tell you what it was. So um, I was on a bus, and um, the bus had um, the vineyard thing on the outside of it. So um, and I was sitting on the bus. And I actually have a packet of meat from the butchers, um, which is a bit unusual sitting on the bus. But anyway, I was sat there with this package of meat, and I started opening it. And um, it's raw meat, and I took a piece. I think it was beef or something like that, chopped beef. And I put it in my mouth, and I was eating it. Raw beef. And I was kind of chewing it and going, this is really quite gross. (laughs) It is quite gross. And... um, and I was chewing away, and I kind of managed to swallow it, but I could feel it kind of going down, and it was cold and disgusting, as you can imagine. And, but I carried on and had another piece, and by then I was just like, oh, I just can't do this, and I spat it out. And um, then I woke up, and I thought, oh, that was a funny dream. Did I just um, have a bad meal? <laughs> and what was going on? So I thought, well, maybe this is something from God. So I said to Lord, Lord, is it? Is it something that you're, you know, do do it did I dream a dream for someone? And um two things came to mind. One was Jessica your face came to mind straight away. Um, so I thought, oh maybe it's for you. So and the other one was the word timing. And um I I kinda thought maybe it's timing and I was thinking how sometimes we want to push ahead or we hold back but in God's time if we seek his timing on things that um, that's the best time to do things, and, and I was thinking about the meat, and I was thinking yeah. if I'd waited and been more patient and cooked it when I got home, it would have been delicious yeah. instead of disgusting, so um, and I think that's a word maybe for you, Jessica, you know, you can take it or not, um, but I think that's probably a word for us all, and I was thinking about that, you know, um, in the Bible it talks about, you know, a season, a time, and um, we need to Um, be in that timing, you know, God's timing and there's times for this and times for that and, you know, times to move on and times to hold back and those kinds of things so, um, yep, I hope that's helpful for you. Okay.
1: Awesome, thanks. I'm Jono. Yeah, so I was just asking God this morning as I was getting ready for church um, if there was something he might have me share and um, I was just reminded of something I shared in a small group this week just as an encouragement to people um but I also felt that God said a little bit more around it, that um this thing of being able to rest in God and kind of not have the I felt today those people that have pressure, that they feel a sense of pressure on their life maybe to conform or to that so they have to be a certain way or they see other people's gifting as real glamorous and they're like, Oh, I just want that gifting, you know. Um and just underspoke spoke a bit about that last week. Um and yeah, so I just felt um, that God was saying, "Hey, just rest in Me, and go on this journey of discovery of who you are in God. And um, anything you do, do out of that. Do it, um, you know. Value love about above everything, above all the giftings. You know, love people first, and um, and then just flow in who you are. You know, because you can't be anyone that you're not." Um so discover who you are, and sometimes you know that 's pretty difficult at times, but um stay around with close friends that believe in you and you know and just just keep going with that and um yeah so and then there'd be a greater sense of freedom um that you would discover and feel through your life just by breathing um in you know that sense of belonging and in, in who God is in you, you know.
0: All right, so there's a few people that got some words specifically. If 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 that was helpful for you, do you want to just pop your pop your hand up? There's a few others that didn't get specific words, and they're putting their hands up as well. So even some of those things are are, are helpful to people. And it's just, and you might think, well, you know, was it was it was it really was it life changing? Was it um, the thing is that when this happens week after week. You know, it it builds the church up. It really does. There are people here, even just, you know, as I was looking at, you know, from up the front here, looking at people that were getting some of those words. It's like, you know, I could see them sort of nodding. It was like, here's something that's resonating here. And it's just the church being the church, and we can all do that. And it's, it doesn't have to be up from up the front here. It's funny, I was sort of was praying, and I've, I had two people from the church here. Very, I felt very clearly that God had um, um, given me something for them, and neither of them are here this morning. Eh? as. <laughs> Something. I was thinking, like they're going to be so impressed with me, eh? They're, you know, <laughs> nah. Um, but that's just that's just the church being the church, and I would so love it that if each one of us just, you know, took a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a deep breath on a, you know, on a Sunday morning or before life group or even, you know, every day as they start their day and just say, God, speak to me something for someone today, so I can be um, someone that can encourage someone or comfort someone, you know, it may be that it's, you just get someone's face pops into your mind, you just give them a phone call just say, hey, you know, just feel like God put you on my heart, and it's like, boy, that amount of times when I've done that, and people just felt like, oh my goodness, God really does care <laughs> Alright, hey, thank you so much, and um, especially Nikki too she is not an upfront person, eh? so I'm so proud of you, so well done <laughs> um, but thank you, and, and look, if there is... Um, if one of these people had a word specifically for you and you you thought to yourself, actually, it'd be really cool if I got them to pray for me, why don't you go and hunt, hunt them down as we finish and just ask them just to pray for you and just see what happens. Okay. So, um, all right. I hope this morning has been helpful to us. This is, we want to make space for this and, and, <clears throat> I know a lot of the way it's modeled a lot of churches, it's all that sort of stuff happens up the front, but this should just be just happening amongst us, you know? And, uh, um, and I'd love to be hearing stories of this happening, you know, more and more. What do you think? Sound good? Okay. So take risks in, in sharing what God gives you for other people. Be merciful and, uh, and uh, wise in receiving prophecy. And um, it's going to be a good thing. All right, let me pray, and then we'll close, and coffee will be on. So it's been great having you here this morning. God, we just thank you for your presence here. We thank you that just in this really low-key time here that you have spoken to people words of blessing, words of encouragement, words of strengthening. And, God, we just ask that you would use us more and more, God, that you would... Uh, give us more of your spirit of wisdom and revelation as well that I ask that you would add to us courage and boldness, God, that we would step into this, God, that you would plant in us an increasing desire to be used by you in this way for the blessing of others. So God, we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful that we have uh, known your presence here with us. We're grateful that you're a God that loves us. We're grateful that you're a God that, that is active in our lives, that wants to engage with us and, and give us gifts and, and, and use us and, and partner with us to see your kingdom come here on earth. You're a great God. Thank you for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.